Well, hello, my friends. Thank you so much for joining me here today. I am super duper de duper excited to share today's episode with you because my beautiful, lovely, amazing, incredible friend, Brooke, has so kindly offered uh, to come on the podcast and um, be interviewed and share her truth and her experiences with me and then with you, the uh, the plural you, yous, you all. We, uh, we talk about a lot. There's a lot in here. Uh, it certainly has taken a lot of courage for me to just, you know, start this podcast. And I know that agreeing to come on another person's podcast it, when you don't have one of your own, uh, not yet, hint, hint. Um, no, I'm not sure if she's going to do that. I, I think it takes a lot of courage as well, especially when you're, you're doing it for someone else. So I, I'm extremely appreciative of my, my lovely friend here that has really been there for me. Um, she came into my life at a critical juncture and continues to support and inspire and just give me the space to explore my dreams. And for that, I'm just, you know, words cannot express how valuable and um, meaningful and how profound her impact has been on me and my life. So I hope you enjoy this conversation I think it'll give you a new understanding of me, of what this podcast is about, of the, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly of addiction and the ways in which it has impacted my life, our lives, uh, and continues to do so, whether, you know, for better or for worse. I definitely think for better um, in my, in my experience. So without further ado, I will, uh, let us get started. He's like, if your money could talk to you, what would it say? And I'm like, I think it felt like hurt. Like at first I felt like it wouldn't talk to me. And like, I didn't understand what he meant by that. I'm like my wallet, like it it didn't like click for me. And I, um, I, I kept like listening to him. I was doing a course, one of his courses on Mind Valley, and he's like, "No, like your actual money, like what would it say to you?" And it was like we didn't have a relationship, like you just said. Um, yeah. I imagine know? like Benjamin Franklin looking at me, yeah, like a young dog. Bitch, you guessed it, <laughs> right, <Bro>? right, <laughs> right. Like you exactly, or <laughs> him like crying and just like, why are you so mean to me? <laughs> Like, what are you doing, Ben? Yeah, right. Right. Well, I definitely want to talk about all of that stuff, but I I wanted to introduce you first and give um, our huge audience a chance to know Brooke. And for that, I just wanted to share how how Brooke and I met, if that's okay with you. Yes. Go okay. ahead. I'm excited to hear what you have to say. <laughs> okay, so 
many, many years ago in the <laughs> land of Oz, um, i.e. Uh, the hoods of Atlanta, I guess. I don't know what to call it. Um, I ended up in treatment for um, opiate addiction, heroin at this point. What happened right before that? God, it's like kind of a blur. I know it wasn't my first rodeo, but I still wasn't, you know, necessarily ready to buy into the thing. Anyways, I, what what happened? My mom had connected with a a counselor, somebody who had some sort of connection with this treatment facility. I don't know if I'll I'll name it, but it was like in the mountains. Um, It was beautiful. And finally, after like much, uh, you know, crying and like trying to get out of it I finally like did go she came and she dropped me off at this place I I had to go through detox first which I don't really remember any of that but I know and with sometime within the first like two three days I was outside smoking a cigarette there was like a big outdoor area it's like a really nice place yeah um, really pretty it was so nice it it was really cool yeah. Um, I wish I could have gotten it then. But anyways, I, I was outside smoking a cigarette because, you know, treatment, all you have is cigarettes and caffeine. So that's just, um, the, those are the habits that's that the you keep. <laughs> and what? That's the vibes. It's the vibes. That's the vibes. So we were outside. There's like this kind of in the back area. This is what I picture when I think of meeting you. Um, where like all of us, the kids would like sit around. It was like the younger crew would sit out there, like in these, you know, kind of like Adirondack chairs and listen to music. We had this like janky ass radio <laughs> that it oh, didn't get like, yes, it didn't get like any stations, but like, you had to, like I, mess with the antenna. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Only it's the tweakers like, could fix it. Right, right. Oh, that's really true though. I actually didn't <laughs> think about that. They oh my. That's yeah, that's their thing is fucking tinkering around with stuff. So, anyways, I meet this um, beautiful fellow, tall uh, girl, woman out there. I think you had dark hair at the time, yeah. and uh, she and I just connected instantly. Like it was just like we'd known each other forever, and we soon, like after that, I mean, we were always together. Whenever you saw like one of us, you saw the other one, and um, yeah. We basically just, you know, and we didn't even really have to, like, talk about it. It was just, like, a given that you, like, I would, like, save you a spot or you'd give me a cigarette or whatever the fuck it was. We fucked with each other. Yeah, from the get-go. And it was just, like, this really, like, cool, um, unspoken friendship and, like, deep affection and, like, care for each other. At least, you know, for me, on my end. And, um. Same here. Yeah. Yeah, and it was just, yeah, it was very, like, natural, and we we had so much in common, just from our stories, like, she had, we both had exes uh, named, I don't know if we need to name him, but, can I name him? Do you I know No, I, okay. Well, they're both Jamies, we both had, like, really long histories with uh, a boys named Jamie, and fucking all sorts of crazy stories to do with them. And there were just, like, so many, like, little things and big things that, that we had in common. I think, uh, Brooke, you're a few years younger than me. Um, but it, it, I it was just. That. I recently found that out. I thought we were the same age, and it blew me away. Because yeah, I'm... me too. Huh. I never even thought about it. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> I know. I know. So, anyway.
anyways, that's how I met Brooke, and I ended up not staying in treatment that time. This just well, to wrap up that story. What? I add one thing really Yeah, quick. yeah. Um, so this is how I remember you. I was straightening my hair, and when you 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 get to move down to levels, it's like one of those right. little treatment centers. So right after I was in residential, I got to move down to the bigger house. You get a little bit more freedom. So I'm sitting there and I'm straightening my hair and I'm putting on the makeup. I'm talking to her and I'm. Oh like, wait, no, no, no! You broke up. I missed everything you just said. You had just moved down to the house and you were straightening your hair. Start. From yes. Here. Yes. Straightening okay. my hair, and so I nursed Jackie. So everyone hated her, Jackie, and she loved me. She called me her little project, and it was so funny because um, she comes up to me, and I'm straightening my hair and doing my makeup, and you don't get that in treatment. So it was a really kind of like for me. And right. So she's like, Brooke, I need you to come down and talk to Amanda. She's trying to leave right now. I'm like, you guys can't handle that yourself. Like, you want me. Like, I've never been to treatment before. My first time ever. I'm like, you want me? What right, the hell am right. I going to say to her? I have no idea. Like, I fuck with her, but she's not going to listen to me. If she wants to get high, she wants to get high. She's like, Brooke, just can you please do this? I'm like, uh, okay. And I felt really wrong about it because I felt like, you know, like we were homies, you know, and I felt kind of weird. Oh, like, this is when I was going to leave. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt really weird about it because I felt like one of those, I felt like I was being fake with you. And when I sat down and we actually kind of had a real conversation and I kind of like dropped the whole, like, I'm trying to get Amanda to stay. Like, I like kind of like got that out of my head and I just was like, yo, what's up? And I just wanted to relate to you. And, like, whether or not if you left or not, like, I think we have, like, a really dope-ass conversation. And you ended up staying. And for mm-hmm. me, like, I was like, wow. Like, I could show. Yeah. I did so, that. Yeah. And you ended up just fine because that's part of your journey. But I did miss you. I was so sad. I know. Oh, my God. I don't. So, that was when I, I was trying to leave before when we met or you're saying that's when I was leaving you were you had oh I remember because you had moved didn't you to the big house and I was still in like the the detox area yes, and, we were and you had come back and forth like, oh, sucks and yeah sucks. yeah dude. I oh my god that was a, like a garbage fire I I don't know <laughs> like that, that ended up being a story for another day I can't even really think about it right now it was I was like very unfortunate um, well, I no, some like dark places. Good woman to woman conversation, and I felt like yeah. we bonded from that day forward. Like, right, right. No, it was it was real, and so yeah, I left. Then we ended up reconnecting with each other. It was like a year later. So what? random. Yeah, it was really random. At that point, I'd gone. Oh, I had so much go on. I'm sure you did too. But we both were at the same meeting with like our uh, like sober living houses or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then just recently, um, well, Brooke moved out here to to LA, and I'm I'm still on the East Coast. But we reconnected through TikTok, which and is so random once again. I know. I know. Coincidences. 
it real exactly it really isn't and so anyways i was starting this like podcast and i'm telling Brooke like all these things that i want to do and she's just been even so supportive and like there for me and like you just like telling me like that you believe in me or you believe in this project and just all of it any of it it like means so much to me like you have no idea and like she now Brooke is my first guest on here and I just think it's like so cool to have a friend who's like you know willing to to do this you know with you for you and I I'm I'm just so glad that you're in my life again and uh we're able to connect with each other now from a a different place like a totally different place we've both come so far and it's it's amazing to to watch your progress and us to relate to each other because there's there's like very few and when I say very few I mean none there's there's no woman I have in my life who can relate to me or that I can relate to on all the crazy shit I did and went through and then not only that can relate to me she was there you know for part of it she's seen it and and now be here in in the place that we are together like on our spiritual journey and growth together and oh it's just amazing like you know they say you just need like one person who who really gets you it's so strange because when Right before I met, like, we reconnected on TikTok. I, you know, I was with my ex-boyfriend, Michael, and I was, you know, I'm so, I'm, I'm in L.A., but I'm not in AA anymore. So I am in recovery, and I believe that everybody recovers differently. So the yes. sober living house that I'm in is very different. I also right. live in California. So right. it's, it's, it's super different. And, um, you know, I, I have a hard time, you know, with being in this spiritual awakening and digging and healing. Um, I know that I'm in a vulnerable place. And so going out and trying to meet friends, it's just, you really never know their true intentions. And I just really manifested, you know, I really want a girlfriend that's on the same, you know, level as me that wants to, you know, be better and better. And that, you know, is just spiritually connected and is real and honest. And, you know, like three weeks later, you hit me up and yeah. you know, like, it was just very weird and yeah. in a good way. And yeah. I'm like, so grateful because like, I'm honored that you want me to be a part of this. I think your podcast is amazing. For especially for someone that's no never done it before, like right. you, you're doing awesome. I mean, seriously, oh. the other episodes are really good. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Thank you so so much. That's just that that's great. And yeah, and and I I was really struggling when I was starting this podcast because I'm not like I'm not completely sober. And when you're in the program for so long, when you've had both sides of it, when you've been like you know. In, doing all the things that that we were doing and then also in the program and in treatment it's like you don't know what to believe you know like what works for you but I started to feel like because I wasn't uh completely sober and by complete not completely sober I mean like I have a drink at night I smoke weed um I've I've done prescriptions from a doctor prescriptions from a doctor and and I had had a few like really bad experiences in 
the program when I um, when I was on maintenance meds. And I had made all these girlfriends and connections and, you know, my mom was so happy. I was finally in it. And then I tell my sponsor that I'm on um, maintenance and they all fucking like shunned me. It was like, I didn't have anyone. And so that was like devastating. And of course it is. Yeah. And it kind of pushed me over the edge. I mean that, of course, I don't, I'm not blaming anyone else for my problems. I'm just saying like, I needed that community and I, and I lost it. And so then I got just kind of became like a, a lone wolf because you like when you have these like addictions, you know, going on, I knew like, I didn't want certain parts of the life, but then I was still, uh, I wasn't considered sober by AA definition. So like, I felt like I didn't have anyone like on either side of it. Cause I didn't want to go back to like my old quote unquote, non-friends who were yeah not friends at all and I didn't want to be in the program it just and so anyways I wanted to start this podcast because it's important to me I want to help other people I want to help connect other people to each other and to themselves I just want to be like a a voice a channel for you know the truth that I receive and that's inside of me and I Anyways, I had been struggling so much to, to start this. I, I felt like like I was a fraud. Like, who am I to, to give, not advice, but just, you know, my experience and things that I've learned. It was like, oh, fuck no, girl. Like, absolutely not. You, you're doing, you know, you're doing great. Everyone recovers differently. She had a, some similar experiences. And I won't tell about your experiences. You could do that. But she made me feel, like, validated. Like, what I was doing was valid and needed and that I could do it. And so that really kind of brings us um, to where we are today, at least on my end. And Brooke, of course, you're welcome to share or elaborate on any of that. So again, thank you for being here. And I want to invite you to share any part of that you wanted to add and just kind of give us your, your story. What's your story? Awesome. Thank you, Amanda. I really appreciate with the just opening me up and, you know, giving me all that validation. Um, it's, it's amazing what, um, a little support can do. Yeah. I mean, AA, I love it. I love it so much because that was the first awareness that I ever received in my recovery and in my journey. And I will never bash on you know the the way that they bash on people for doing maintenance or for living a life and i want to live in a world where it isn't so black and white right 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 i love aa if you haven't done it and you are struggling with addiction i highly recommend it but i also want people to know that that is not the only way Right. And it's not in a wrong way. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I really don't think there is a right or wrong way of doing this. I think right. that we all have to go through certain experiences to recover, to right. get the awareness yes. of like, oh shit. Like, you know, I, for a long time, I was like really um, had my mindset that marijuana you know, I was, I went around forever trying to convince everybody like, Hey, guys, right. Right. This yeah. isn't what it is. I think right. It's a mindset thing. And they're like, no, you have a disease. So any mind altering substance, you're going off the handle. And I'm yeah, like, you're going to well, die. Right. Yeah. I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense because you're on bipolar meds and depression meds and 
you know, that's my, you know, I'm like, I don't, I, I couldn't wrap my mind around it, but then I surrendered, right? I surrendered to it all. And I really did. I put my all into it, all, all that I could at the time, right? This is me and my first time actually trying to get my shit together. And man, you know, at the end of it, I had all my shit together at my own condo. I had my own car. I, you know, was running meetings. I was, you know, chairing them. I, you know, was sponsoring women four at a time. Like I was doing the yeah. deal. Yeah. Like hardcore. And I couldn't believe it because I used to make fun of those fucking people. <sighs> Way too much. This is blah, blah, blah bullshit. You know, I just really couldn't believe that I was this person. But I had no other choice. No sober long right. living wanted me. Right. I right. was hanging out. I was to the point where I was just shooting up all the time. I was selling my body. I just, I didn't give a fuck anymore. And I was really scared yeah. because, you know, I I didn't really have, like, I didn't have anywhere to go. I didn't have any options. I didn't really have any money. I was just kind of like, damn, I got to actually kind of do this or I'm fucked, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I cared about myself enough, right? But anyways, so going forward to all of it, at the end of all of this, I'm looking around at my condo and I'm looking around at all this stuff and I start smoking weed again. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. I don't understand. Like, I can I can handle this, right? And right. so I, I couldn't tell anybody about it. Right. I knew if I did that yeah. I would lose everything that I had just earned. Even right. the place that I was living at, I was, right. it was a possibility that they weren't going to let me live there anymore. So yeah. I, I then was full of shame, full mm-hmm. of guilt, and I was full of fear. Yeah. And so then at that point, my mind's well, I'm already smoking weed. So I'm just going to use a little bit of meth and some ecstasy. Fuck it. You know, I've already fucked up. So right. might as well. Right. And so then, you know. I I relapse and I make a fool of myself at a meeting, right? I mean, I'm in front of all of these people that have seen me for like three years trying to get right. it together. Nobody thought I was going to get it together. Here right. I am and I'm fucking high as fuck on math. You know, mm. I'm, I'm a mess. I can't even get through the fucking reading of the ninth fucking step. I mean, it was it was really sad. Everybody yeah. was like, "Yo, what the fuck?" And guess what? Like, nobody hit me up afterwards and asked me mm. if I was gonna pay. Right. My sponsor told me she was really disappointed in me, and she never talked to me again. Mm. Um, I reached out to her several times afterwards. I reached out to a couple other people, and I got nothing but like, you know, like you're a bad person, you know. Mm. So, um, I packed my shit up, and I, I moved to California. I didn't tell anybody. Um, I just got honest about my using and, um, I left and when I came out here, I was really upset at AA because I was able to smoke weed and not put a needle in my arm. Right. Then I learned that it's all about the mindset and uh, it it just almost hit me like spirituality, connection, you know, awareness, loving yourself, having this mindset, like I can do anything I want as long as I'm spiritually fed. Right? Yeah, like, right. That's from AA. But right. Man, that shit, like, there's a lot of good shit in AA, and that's kind of where I want to, like, you know, like, in the, you know, AA thing is just, I mean, it's really great, but I want other people to know that there's other things. Coming out to California was one of the best things that I could have ever done for myself because I have separated myself from 
my mom and dad, guess what? I found out this year that they're really, really incredibly toxic. That doesn't mean yeah. that they're bad people or right. I don't love them. It's just I've found out that, you know, in order for me to grow and be a woman and to be able to understand and trust my tuition and get to know myself and build a relation with myself, I have to get separated. Like, seriously. Right. Right. Because right. I have super like trauma bonds with these people. I mean, it's it's a, it's a real big uh, difference when you're across the country and you have nobody, you know, because mm-hmm. my mom's like, look, if you if you fuck up out there, good luck. Right. You know, she does not. She's upset with me. Like We are we have a very codependent relationship, which I have cut off. And so mm-hmm. she's even more angry So right. any help. I need. She's like, I don't care. You've put mm. yourself out in California, and I'm like, thank God. Oh, God. Yeah. Thank no, thank God. Because yeah. She did everything for me growing up. She right. did ev- She she because she was she worked so much and she was a single mom. She couldn't be there. Right. So her by being there would be you know just you can do whatever you want. Here's money. Here I'll fix this for you. I'll just do it for you. You know, like God bless the woman. She did the best she could with what she had. And right. Man, I think coming out here, getting to know myself, being separated and almost kind of, I think a healthy fear of knowing like, it's just me. Right. And it's up to me if I want to go, you know, put my body in a gutter or yeah. make a woman of myself and be the woman I know I am. Yeah. hard to accept when you've done nothing but shove a needle in your arm and you know, give your body away, give all your energy. And, you know, I mean, it's like you get into this lifestyle and it like swallows you whole and yeah. then spits you out. Spits and you're you like, out. oh, yeah. shit. Like, like nobody cares. Like these people. None. Well, it's like getting spit out of like a fucking like monster that's been like it's yeah. been in its stomach for like years and you get spit right. out butt naked all vulnerable with like shit all over you and you're like oh my god who am I where am I what the fuck yeah. do I do like I'm right. scared yeah. oh my god you yeah know? it's it's fucking real dude I mean I fucking it's miraculous for anybody that can get off drugs and get their shit together I mean seriously props yeah. to you right gosh no, it is. It's, 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 it's wild. <laughs> it really, and I think, you know, one thing you said, I mean, it can be, it is like you said, it's very, it's so scary because you find yourself in this place, like, and you don't even know yourself anymore. You don't know what ways like, or I didn't know what way was up or down. I, I mean, I, I did finally realize that what I was doing wasn't working for me, you know, thank God, but that's only because, um, you know, I got arrested and went to jail. I had to go tr- like a crazy tree. I mean, all sorts of stuff, but you like end up in that and you're, you know, essentially alone. And then for you to have moved across the country and made it work is incredible and miraculous. And I'm just so proud of you. I'm just like so proud of you, rookie. Like you have no idea. Thank you. And like Thursday, <laughs> Thursday will be the day, you know. So like even, you know, like this is a really big, you know, time for me because yeah. um thir- uh on Thanksgiving of last year, my mom found me dead on the floor. I went to go visit her for Thanksgiving and I begged her I didn't want to go. I didn't want to yeah be a part of it um 
called me a bad daughter and she made me right. feel bad for it. Not in right. a, not in a really mean way. She just right. she didn't see me in a year, you know, right. and I didn't sound like I was doing too good. So she right. wanted to see me. So right. I went and I cried the whole way and I knew I was going to die. I knew yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I went and I, I rocked back and forth for five days. All the all the horrible things that happened in that house, all the hatred I had for my mom and my stepdad. Yeah. I mean, I was yeah. It was I mean, it swallowed me. The the yeah. persona of that person that lived in Georgia, like I mean, Janelle walked in, swooped in inside my body and was like, Let's go. You already yeah. know what you're here to do. Right. Get up, go buy some dope. Right. You know? And I I asked you know, my ex Jamie, I was like, Hey, um, it's either you're gonna go take me to get some dope or I'm gonna go do it myself and I'll probably OD and die, so you should probably be there. And he's like, Fuck you, fuck you're your bitch, you know, like why are you gonna do this to me? I'm like, Well, I wanna use but I don't wanna die, so fuck, come on. Yeah. Used for a couple days and the day before Thanksgiving, me and my mom went and did all these fun things, got everything ready for Thanksgiving and I was using all that day and I don't know what happened, um, but I did a small line, and um, I wasn't supposed to be using. I had naltrexone in my system. Right, right. So when I woke up, um, well, my mom, first of all, she had it. She goes to bed really early, and this right. was like 11 o'clock at night. She said she woke up, and she had this, like, intense fear, and she yeah. ran in the room, and I was on the floor, like, purple, with, right. like, foam coming out of my mouth. And my mom has never experience this with me she's never she, all she's seen me do is like get a little high be a bitch so, right so this was like she's like my daughter's dead on the floor oh my god you know she didn't even know what to do my stepdad's like six five three hundred pounds or like two you know he's a big dude you know so i right. woke up three cracked ribs i had no on in my system so oh my god precipitated withdrawals right a thousand right burning right. chest so it was like cracked ribs fucking burning chest like i mean i was so dope sick and they like i was screaming for my dope and right dragged me down the stairs they were telling me to shut the fuck up i couldn't stop screaming because i was right. in so much pain so much pain i mean like I haven't used since then. That yeah. shit scares the fucking shit out of me. And I texted my mom this morning and I said, hey, because, you know, with, you know, I was telling you the other day, breaking up with my boyfriend and kind of dealing with this, I never really dealt with the OD and doing mm -hmm. it in front of my family and how traumatic that was. Because for right. me, that's when I decided I don't want to do this anymore. Right. Like it scared the living <laughs> shit out of me. And I, I really fucked my parents up, you know, right. the next day yeah. at Thanksgiving, I'm sitting there at the table feeling like the most biggest piece of shit. And they're all hugging me, begging me to stay, not to go back to California. And I looked right. them dead in their eyes. I said, if I stay here, I'm going to die. Yeah. It's either you buy me so a ticket like, or I'll buy it myself. Yeah. I gotta go. Foreshadowing. <laughs> They didn't understand. They just wanted right. to help me. They just saw me die. And, you know, so this, right. this year that I got invited to Thanksgiving and I'm dealing with a breakup and I'm also dealing with this OD I never dealt with. And my mom's like, oh, you need to go. This is ridiculous, Brooke. You need to grow up and just move on. And you just need to go to this Thanksgiving and just have a good time. And said, mother, I'm going to hang up the phone because 
Um, today I deal with my emotions because emotions are okay. It's okay mm-hmm. to not be okay, mom. Right. And right. I, I feel your fear because last year you found me dead on the floor. And you right. just want to make sure that you know that I'm sad over this breakup and you know that I'm struggling. So right. for you, your control is, is you're not able to be here. So you would feel better. If right. With, with somebody. Right. And right. I said, Mom, I am not that person I was a year ago. And there's nothing right. that I can say or do to change the way that you feel. Right. But I, I want to let you know that I am sorry and I do love you. And I know that was, that's really hard. You know, because I feel that. That was that, like man. the perfect thing to say. But I, yeah. I can imagine that that would be... you. Sometimes you will call your mom for some certain kind of support. And then when you like decidedly don't get it it can be really kind of you know upsetting i get let down every time now and i've realized just how toxic she is and i'm like Mm -hmm. man wow like i mean i'm 25 years old i'm just now like awake to the toxicity that um is just around me in life i mean me and you have talked about it it's just like holy fuck like we're yeah. woke, we're woke, we're pretty woke for you know our our age, our generation, like where we've come from, right? You know, like the streets. A lot of people are not woke. Let me no. tell you, no. Uh, it's even like, if they're not yeah. using drugs, they're still not right, using. right. That's absolutely true, and you you meet all sorts of characters there, but you, I think it's you know it's almost a blessing that you went through that or we've gone through those things because that's it's it's got you here and I, i'm so glad you're here obviously and i I'm, I, I, I i i words can't even express how upsetting i i know that that was for, for you and your mom um yeah man from thank you her side and my side because i know what it's it's like to to do that we're you know in front of your family and then now being outside of your family i can understand your mom's point of view and it must have just been really difficult and i i really commend you on being able and open to see some of this stuff with your mom and like still you know be be present there with her but i i just i i hate that you like that your family's so you know disconnected and that you've had to go through that but I love that it's made you who you are if that makes sense well it made me you know really be like why are like it's so cute it made me very curious so curious right. because they yeah. were like Brooke you're too young or you don't worry about it or oh god you know all that's bullshit and I would just want to prove so bad I'm like oh my god no like look it's it's not evil it's actually a really good thing my whole life I've just wanted people to understand like the things that were so like taboo and that were like really bad yeah like, i've always just wanted to be like no 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 like yes yeah psychedelics my whole right. life i've just been drawn to this like guys you need to listen this is like part of source like this is like if it's used correctly right and we're we in the, the intention behind it like, like for me, it removes my ego. It helps me manifest 
the things that I need to manifest without being told that I don't deserve it or that I am unloving mm-hmm. or right. I am, I am retraining my brain. My neural pathways are connecting. I am like, re- I'm releasing a lot of like negative energy for me. It is um, medicine if it's used correctly. Right. So do you think that your, um, your experiences, you know, with your family growing up and how emotions were dealt with and, you know, everything that ultimately led you to where you are, do you feel like that, that mushrooms and and LSD, like psychedelics have helped you like understand the like emotional world in a way that was like non-threatening for you? So you could you know, work with that? I mean, how do you think that that works for you? I remember, um, I remember using LSD, um, you know, it was just something fun, right? It was just a drug. I was, I was a party girl, so right. I could get I was attracted to any kind of, yeah, yeah. Right, and then once I got sober, I looked at my relationships with all my drugs, and I had a relationship yeah. with every single one of them, a very right. intimate right. relationship. Um, yeah. I met. Um, I met Aloria and Brad. God bless her soul. Um, I speak to her now. I can feel her presence. Uh, she, uh, I watched her die, um, actually last year, um, on our birthday. And that was really hard because, um, she's not a heroin addict. Um, right. but she, she showed me the beauty. She was going to be a doula and yeah. she showed me the beauty of hallucinogens and, DMT, ayahuasca, peyote, um, you know, LSD, mushrooms, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. all the different types of mushrooms. And, Mm. you know, they used to make this stuff and they were certified in the state of Georgia. So I've done ayahuasca, I've done DMT, I've had done peyote, I've done it all. And they would always sit with me and talk to me about how this is medicine. Mm -hmm. And if it's used properly, you can dig deep and you can speak the source. You can speak to, you know, spirit. You can speak to other dimensions. You can go within to that inner child. And I mean, when I trip, I've seen other people's inner child. Mm. I have connected on the same, like, visual of inner child. Me and my ex, when we would trip, I would always tell him, like, God, you know, your inner child is really suffering. And, you know, both of ours is like a... Uh, an old porch with like you know the ones with the you yeah. could crawl under. Yeah, it's like I'm sitting in the opening and I'm covered in mud and I'm shaking and I'm naked and I'm cold and I'm terrified. And I'd walk up to her and be like, "Hey, it's okay. Come on out. You know, let's get you cleaned yeah. up. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what you doing down there? Let's go. <laughs> right, and right, she's right. Like, Won't even speak to me. She's like shaking, yeah. and I'm like in tears. Right, and my ex boyfriend's like, Brooke, what are you? I'm like our inner child's like really suffering this is sad this hurts yeah. like i'm aware yeah. of it now holy right fuck. right like, that is so scary um so i just get like i get information i get intuition i get love i feel connected i um you know and i've never tripped by myself and this mm. week uh, I think for Thanksgiving I'm really gonna sit down and just eat and eat the shrooms and really connect with myself and cry and really dig deep because I know you know you remember that one time I told you when I a microdose I was sitting there and I had this I would I did the dance right of the um 
kind of being non-judgmental, non-harsh, and just finding that music, like not the basic music we listen today, but something rhythmic, something kind of a with different beats, right? Yeah. And I started dancing, and I was very no judgment. I felt good. It just started coming out of me. And yeah. I was, it was really good, and I felt really great about it. And you know, I just started breathing, and all of a sudden, I just started pouring in tears. I mean, right. like belligerent, yeah, happy tears. And right. I looked around at my room, and I looked around at how I got here, and I thinking about it now, I get emotional because it's just yeah. like holy fuck. You yeah. know, and I was like, wait, this is it. And I had this like moment of clarity where I'm like, yes. okay, like I need to like build a place where people can come and we can like work on inner child. We can talk about psychedelics. We can use them in a safe place where they're therapeutic and they're helpful because I believe this next generation, man, like there's a lot of like, you know, why they didn't want you know, why it was such a bad no, you know? Right, right. And if you look on the internet, the um, arrest rates, the um, incident rates for psychedelics, it's on the lowest oh, pole yeah. of oh, every yeah. single drug known to man. And it's um, only when they're used improperly or in an improper sense. Like taking 27 yeah. tabs of acid. Right, It's like, right. oh my God, we're somebody that's never done it before. Right. Yeah. So I I just you know I had a moment. I mean I think I think psychedelics for me give me it it takes away the ego and then I'm able to speak to my spirit guides and I've recently you know believe whatever you want to believe. I am no person to push a belief onto somebody, but this is something that I truly believe and I am spiritual. I am very witchy. I believe that this is you know, um, basically, I feel like this isn't real. I feel like this is kind of like part of what we have to go through. We have really different many lives and different basically levels and stuff. And um, I believe that, you know, we have 12 spirit guides. And I think Aloria, my friend that died last year, is one of them because I felt her presence in the kitchen. And I just started yeah. talking to her. Yeah. Like if she were right there and I right. could hear her response in my head. Right. Like it was weird. And it was, it sounded like her and it was, it would be something she would say. Right. And right. I, it was kind of weird, but I kept going with it. Cause I was like, and I believe that, you know, cause I microdose and I, I do shrooms every you know week. So I, I don't do it every day, but I'll probably trip like a big trip every, like once a month or every two weeks, but microdosing probably every like five days. Yeah. And I, I've noticed that my intuition is stronger. I feel yeah. more warm and fuzzy and loving and I see things differently. I don't know about you. Oh yeah. No, for sure. I've like never had a bad experience with tripping. I've been around some questionable characters before that I, I've never felt like unsafe when I, I was using really I mean I never did and I think that's in part due to our you know spirit guides and just you know what our journey here is about um but in uh tripping or psychedelics I've just like never had a bad experience I've you know always um it, it's and kind of wild people... like you know that moment when you're tripping and like you said it before that everything makes sense like it's yes. clicked to you 
you understand what it's all about and like the nature of life. I just remember like wanting to hold on to that like forever because when I'm, when I'm, you know, when I'm tripping, I, I'm so loving and happy and everything's good. Like there's no, no problems. And this last time I did it, well, it wasn't the last time, but one of the last times I remember thinking that like there's just like so much judgment like we're all living under these like masks like you're talking about inner child like at one point like that that was us and it's like the trauma of growing up being told that you have to do certain things in order to be loved of not being loved in the way that you want to be loved of having you know parents that you know would fight or, you know, weren't perfect or whatever it is, all of those things, I think, traumatize us. And it pushes that like innocent, sweet, loving kid. Inner child. Down. Yeah. Down, 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 down. And that's why I, I was just curious. Like you said, it's helped you deal emotionally. And I guess I was curious if it was more of a like, a direct thing like where you were tripping and you understood things differently or if it kind of just like subtly changed the way that you react or interact with the world and it it sounds like it's kind of a little bit of both yeah I was just thinking that I'm like oh shit I don't know wait right Um, yeah it's both because I get a lot of information um like when I'm tripping, but also afterwards, it's like, wow, I like, I'm being ungrateful. Mm. I need to like, I start looking at things positive. I feel better. And you know, after you trip, like a good trip, your body's exhausted, but only because it's, it's almost recuperating. Right. You know, uh, rejuvenation in a good way. It's not like, so um, the prescription drugs that are on the market from your pharmacist, right? They, um, what they do is they do connect your neuropathways, but what it does is it like eats them away. So it's like almost mm-hmm. fake neuropathways, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. then when you come off of these medications, you're very, um, some, it, some can like give you seizures and kill you or put you in psychosis. I mean, yeah. it's really yeah. serious. Right. So then you have no serotonin, no, none of that. It's all gone. Right. But with psychedelics, it doesn't do that. It actually, um, gets, gets them excited and it gets them connecting and, you know, it slowly starts to put them back together. Um, I think it's, you know, the new way of, uh, um, it's a new way of healing. I yeah. think, I think there's a lot of healing in psychedelics. Yeah. Um, and it, it, there is, I mean, look at yeah. maps. I know goop. I'm a big fan of Gwyneth Paltrow. I know I should. Oh yeah. Her. You did. Um, yeah. I don't know if you saw the episodes of when they, the, the first, uh, uh, season she did was really good because she talked about all the different therapies like psychedelics, maps, 
And then she gave really good examples of people that were really normal people that don't do drugs and were kind of like iffy about yes, it. Yes, yeah. No, I saw that. You did? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. What did you think it's about so that? powerful. I mean, it's amazing. I'm just so fucking glad that someone is finally who's like, you know, in the mainstream or whatever, like, kind of like doing these things that cares enough to like look into the um, alternative to pharma, to big pharma, because we all know, like, they're fucking evil. They're evil corporations that just it's want money. And we put so much money into R&D for all of these medications. Like, you can't watch TV without seeing some fucking ad for some new thing. And then at the end, it's like, oh, you may die and, like, cause seizures and like, all of these things, like, just as a, like, byline. Like, don't worry That's about that because so you'll be fine. Like, it's just so annoying. And, you know, it's funny because... My mom's, like, very holistic. She's a chiropractor. She's done, like, energy healing. She's doing some so energy healing cool. stuff now. dope. She fun. is. But, like, growing up, I, like, rebelled so hard against all that stuff. Like, my dad was always very, like, Western medicine. You need to go to the doctor every six months and da 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 And when I was younger, kind of like you, I just, like, gravitated towards anything, like, I was, that was told was bad or I shouldn't do. And you know, got into drugs, I started realizing, like, oh, I could, like, forget myself or my problems temporarily when I was on these, and so I just, I always wanted to take something to relieve the pain, to, like, escape myself to whatever it was, and all the stuff my mom did, like, energy healing or giving me, like, ashwagandha to sleep or passion flower or whatever it is, I was like, this bullshit doesn't work, like, I don't want that. And I, like, pushed against it so hard. I just felt like it was useless because it didn't have the effect, like, the immediate almost numbing effect that... Like drugs does. Yeah, right. And so I felt like, you know, it didn't work. And it's funny because now I I just had to order, like, my own passion flower online because I was using hers, like, every night. And she has this, like, really nice, like, aromatherapy oil that's called, like, Sweet Dreams. And she rubs it on her dog Annie's chest at night to make her calm down and the dogs were going crazy like two nights ago and I put some on Jackson's and he's like knocked out and then I put some in my little diffuser thing and I'm like oh my god this is incredible and I you know use passion flower for sleep and I I mean it's it's funny how you come full circle like you grow up thinking your parents or I grew you know up thinking my mom funny? didn't know anything yeah passion flower is actually what you smoke with DMT it, it, it like so everything that like you smoke with DMT um it's like weed gives you a different effect if you smoke it with passion flower it's 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 oh. a really good effect oh. passion flower is like the number one most beautiful flower in the world I did yeah. not know that it was like helpful for sleep and stuff. oh my god dude that's like the best thing i've taken for sleep i also take melatonin oh well um, i take most um, nights. chamomile tea but melatonin yeah. makes me like tired like right oh yeah it it i guess i wonder if that is what's going on because i i do feel tired the next day sometimes i feel groggy and i'm like yeah can't get up Kind of like you took a Seroquel or something. Yeah, I hate that feeling. I don't oh like to feel God. heavy. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, when I was on Seroquel, I would wake up and eat in the middle of the night, like so much food. Like it was just crazy. But like, I, I loved it because I was sleeping all the time and I just wanted to sleep. <laughs> so much food. Seroquel made me like fucking fat. Yeah. You know, yeah. And I'm really starting to realize. Um, like, since we're on prescription medicine and all this holistic stuff, 
for some reason, my intuition, my body is telling me, like, Brooke, get off the Klonopin. Brooke, get off the subs. Because yeah. it's 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 not helping you. It's right. hurting you because eventually you can't take this forever. Right. And eventually it's going to stop working. Right. And then you're going to be in the same cycle. They're like, Brooke, you're, I almost have this like voice now, my intuition, I can hear it. And it's like, Brooke, you're in a, in a, like a really fast, like growing, like you're, it's almost like I'm in this like dimension. If I get my shit together, things can right. happen really fast for me. Right. So it's like, they're like, get off of these medications. That way you can get your head right. correctly. And I oh, think I to myself, totally that, relate. I, totally I think understand. to myself though, that Adderall helps me. Like yes. I'm a mess. I'm right. a complete fucking mess. Right. And, um, I think though, where I get the, the guilt from is like when you talk, when we talked about the everyday having to make yourself feel better. Right. Right. And like, right. I don't know. I don't take right. it every day. I don't, I don't right. need it. Like I only take it if I go to work or if I have like a really big day ahead of me and I need to stay focused. But right. like, otherwise I don't like taking it because I am moody and I don't eat and stuff like that. I like to try to have a balance, but with Klonopin and Suboxone, I remember you saying it's just kind of having that every day to feel better. Right. And I just know within my heart, like, you know, like, oh God, I know this sounds crazy, but I want to like have this own place of like where you can come and treat your inner child or you can come and talk about like, Hey, I've done a, or, or I've been on all these medications. None of it's working. I want to kill myself. What do I do? Right. And I'm like, right. Hey, how about we try some spirituality? How about yeah. we give up judgment and we give up what society tells us how to live and what we should do. Right. How about we try something really different. And if you don't like it, that's fine. And usually the people that are going to be coming are the people that are going to want yeah. to try something different. They're willing, right? I think in like AA, it's like you're kind of trying to tell these people, like convince them that this is, you know, like I feel like a holistic healing place is more like, right. hey, so this right. is what we do here. And it's very different, but it's beneficial. And something in my body just tells me that this is like, that's the way to go. Like what Gwyneth Paltrow's doing? Oh, I fucking love her, dude. I wish I, I could meet her. She's I know. She's the bee's knees, man. I didn't even know she was like that. And I found out I'm like, what? I know. It's like really pretty cool. And I think more and more people are, you know, waking up to this uh, you know, this Western medicine like sham almost. Like it is. Yeah, we think we like know all the answers in like other countries, you know, they just haven't figured out. But like these other cultures, like, you know, in India, like Ayurvedic medicine and, you know, Tai Chi and all of the ancient, ancient like West Eastern traditions have holistic ways of treating things, like it with acupuncture, I mean with all sorts of things. And we come up in the Western world in the past like basically like hundred years and just start prescribing medication to everybody with any kind of problem. We look at, you know, the mind as separate from the body. Like we have, you know, biology and chemistry and physics. And then we have, you know, neuroscience and psychology and philosophy and um, general practitioners and all these separate little entities to deal with these, you know, problems that people present with. But no one's treating like the whole person, the the spiritual underside that is the root of all the problems. Because Holy all of the problems... <gasps> 
are coming from this lack of connection to who we really are. And we're all trying to fill this void, like desperately trying to feel better, trying to put more stuff in when the, the, the solution is, is within. And that's oh my God. what addiction is. That's what all of this is in Western. We're all fucking addicted to something because our culture tells us that, oh, if you don't feel right, take this. And then yeah. if that's a problem, then take oh. this. And we'll just keep giving you more shit to, like, numb down the pain. Oh, my. You are literally on to something. Girl, oh, my. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, it, <sighs> I mean, it's like they're, they, it's not, that nobody, you're right. Nobody's looking at the big picture. It's like, right. okay, how do we just solve these small little quick fix, yeah. quick fix, right. quick fix. Right. And it's, it's not beneficial. No one's looking at the long-term effects. Now we're seeing the long-term effects and it's yeah. a bunch of narcissistic robots. Are, yeah. Yeah. Who are miserable. Cause that's the whole problem is they were like miserable to start with. And it's just making like exacerbating the problem. I mean, my mom met this guy who was, he was in med school and, um, he, he decided to sing. He's like a really great singer. And he really? was doing his residency. Yeah. And the there was a woman. He was there, you know, being her doctor. And she was dying. And he asked, can I sing you Amazing Grace? Would you like that? She said yes. And her daughter was there. And so he sang this song. And everybody loved it. It was, like, so powerful because he sang it for us. And it was, like, incredible. I started crying. I've been crying so much recently. It's, like, everything's Me too. coming out. <laughs> and so he sings. And, you know, everybody loves it. But the his attending doctor, who's, like, kind of, like, supervising him, uh, start, didn't like it, I guess. He starts questioning him. He's like, um, are you bipolar? Are you manic? Why would you sing to your patient? Like, it was somehow a bad thing that he had connected with this woman through music, through like emotion. Wow. And he said, I mean, mean, that wasn't all everything that happened, but he said, I was done. After that, I was done because I don't want to be a part of a profession that refuses to be, meet people on like a human to human level. And he knew that there were so many other modalities and ways to heal that were, you know, like boycotted or, you know, they're, they're frowned upon. In, in Western medicine. It's, and it's, sorry, the last part of that is there's, I've been hearing all sorts of stories about people who are in med school or who are do- like became doctors leaving the profession. Like this guy said, you know, Stanford um, School of Medicine, it's like everybody's trying to get in. Everybody's like stressed out trying to get in. And then once you get in, everybody fucking hates it. And like there's this huge outpouring of people from like med school and from the medical profession because of this. Because it's 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 not human, it's not helpful, and it's not helping. That's it's so funny that you worse. said that because I was literally like I was gonna say the same exact thing that a lot of people from that doctor profession are coming out and they're like, right. "Yo, like actually, like I've I've been in the profession, I've seen a lot of shit, and right. it's not really for everyone's best interest." And, no. you know, I make a lot of money and I work really hard to get here, but I have ethics. I have morals and values and this right. is not okay. Right. Thank fucking God. Right. 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 Wow. Like, I mean, seriously, because I mean, a lot of people in those professions, it takes a certain breed to go to like 12 years of med school, you know? Yeah. yeah. It takes a certain breed. 
And I feel like after 12 years, you're kind of like mentally like you've adapted to what the fuck's going on. So you're like, look, this is my job. They told me to do it. So I'm just going to do it. I fucking... I make a lot of money, and I spend a lot of time in school. Right, so right. So let's just go way. all in. Yeah. A lot yeah. of people just, you know, look the other way. They look right. the other way, look at it, and I finally, I think society, it's getting so fucked up that people are like, hey, you know what? I've been looking the other way, and I can't do it anymore. Right. I'm done looking the other way. Thank God. It's just, and it, it's just so funny because... Life, I feel like our whole lives are basically, like, from, based on, like, our childhood, like, traumas and issues. And then, like, as you get older, things start to, like, come full circle. And you realize, you know, like, the things that your parents did or didn't do that, like, fucked you up in a certain way. And you're able to, like, look at it or not look at it, as some people do. And just kind of, I'm realizing, it's like I'm realizing my my mom's uh, inner like inner wisdom and a lot of the things that she was trying to tell me that I wouldn't pick up. I wouldn't accept. Now it's like, I've come to them on my own. So now they're true, (laughs) but you have to learn it yourself. Like there's no, it's just, especially for me, I I think I'm just especially stubborn. And like you said, I just have this affinity to like break the rules or like go against the grain because it's, God, I just, I can't listen to other people tell me, like, what to do or what, what's right or wrong. I have to, like, experience it myself. Oh, yeah, we talked about that, dude. Like, yeah. it's, it's a real tough one, and I don't think it's a bad thing. Because, right. like, every, like, it's like you told me. It's like I, I had this fear of, you know, I was, like, so excited that you made this podcast and so excited that you were, like, really like so open and just motivated to do these things i'm like oh fuck you know like i'm about to like put myself out there and <laughs> uh, you, you know i mean you kind of you kind of you kind of just did that you 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 gathered everything that you've had and you you put it together and you know a lot of people don't um have the strength to acknowledge um what's going on within them you know and look in the mirror you're able to do that you're also able to like meet people where they're at and then like you're also like looking out for society's well-being and I think that's so important because I think this our generation of people like between your age and my age are like almost like light workers I feel like we're the people that are like hey this way of living isn't the only way Right. You know, and then I feel like the younger people were supposed to kind of um, be a guide and in a way of like, I don't know, I, I like you breaking the rules is a good thing because you get to experience like different things and you will get an answer to it. Right. right. So, okay. It's like right. when you told me like watching all of these like, uh, youtube things and i'm like yeah but i'm like because you wanted me to talk about astrology i'm like yeah but i don't i don't know that much about it and these some of these girls man they could tell you fucking where you're gonna be at 30 and i'm like uh i just i can tell you about some characteristics about an aries you know and, and no, you're like, no you're being modest <laughs> yeah but you're like you're like no brooke because guess what somebody's just gonna hear it and like they're gonna he- hear what they need to hear 
right. right. Because it's just the right time, the right person. It, it just sounded better than it would from a parent or somebody that you don't like or do like or whatever. It just hits you. Right. right? Like we're all on this journey and it's like you're you're supposed to be breaking the rules. You're supposed to be like being like, yo, um, this isn't right. And I'm going to go find another way to live because I swear to God, right. you know, like. I genuinely know there is, and you are standing up for like women. I know that you're a big feminist, like extremely. Like, well, it's funny because I never would have considered myself that. And starting this podcast was like so much like shame. And I'm like, who am I to like say anything to anyone? Like, I, you know, my life is far from perfect than it was. Um, well, who would even like want to listen to me anyways? Like what I have to say isn't important. And oh. then it was, um, well, you know, what if somebody finds out? I was terrified. I'm like, I know. oh my God, somebody at work, they're going to find out and they're going to realize like, I was a fucking drug addict. And then, and then what? And I like was in this like spiral of shame, like felt like such a fucking bad person because I, my journey had been different from those people I was around and like you really held up like a mirror there and said no like that's that's not how this works there are other people who have gone through this who are going through this and you have something to share it's really not up to you to decide what you know whether or not it's important but it is up to you to like speak your truth and to stand in that and I felt like if not you know the saying it's like if not me then who if not now then when and i just yes had this had this you know like burning desire to like share and connect with people and to help people and the that's the your thing that, yeah and the thing that got me like motivated or just like have the courage to do it what was like you know amanda you're not doing this for you it's not for like personal gain it's not for you to like make it big time like you're if you do this and it helps one person feel like they're not alone and like there's another way and like they're a great person and that they you know there are other possibilities and potentials out there for them then that's enough and that to me it was like you know all through addiction you know I got to a point for me where like I didn't give a fuck about myself Yep. But there was a point where I was like, okay, well, if I could get through this, it's like open the door of like possibility. If I could get through this and help someone else not have to go through all of this, or at least not have to go through it alone, then yeah, it would be worth it. And I, you know, I'm not going to say that was like a, you know, big white light came over me and my whole world changed, but it was like this <laughs> little switch in a mindset where I was like, it's not all about you. When you make it about other people, and about helping other people, it like opens the door of possibility for you to like take risks and do something that that's scary. And it's, you know, it's okay that it's scary because it's new and we're humans and we're designed to like want to, you know, be able to predict everything and, and go the safe way. And I know many years ago, we we're all in tribes and it was like a death wish to be kicked out of the tribe. You didn't want to be kicked out, but life is different today. And I know that there are other people out there who feel like they don't have that community, that they don't have that support, and they they just want to be connected. 
Yeah, it's either one or the other. And, you know, let me say this. And I think this is so important because this is where I think manifestate, like, you know, wrapping all of this up, I think yeah. this is like manifestation, right? Like you, right, when we are doing something that, okay, they always say the hardest thing is usually the right thing, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Here you are doing the hard, you know, it seems like really difficult, right? And then fear comes in, right? Trying to protect you. And it's like, oh, you've been judged before as an addict. You know how this mm -hmm. goes. Mm -hmm. You know, you think mm -hmm. about the people you work with and you're like, oh, they may not be accepting. Oh, no, you know. And then you, 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 you put yourself in perspective of like, okay, well, fuck me. How about I do this for other people, right? right. You right. take the chance. You take the leap. You do it, right? And let me tell you, because... I remember you doing it, having so much fear immediately after so you scary. did it, you, you made more, you made another one, you yes. made another one, you made another one. The whole podcast was set up. Now yes. you're like, Hey Brooke, um, I want to add you on my podcast. I know what I want to talk about. And let me tell you, you are on the right track because it was so scary and then you're doing it. And now it's like almost like it feels natural. Like it feels yeah. right. Like you yeah. feel where you're supposed to be. That's your intuition. That's it's manifestation. Like, it is. It's like the only thing that feels right sometimes. That's beautiful, Amanda. Nobody, not a lot of people feel this way. And a lot of people that do podcasts isn't really for other people. Okay. You know, it's, it's to get a, to get the limelight, you know, to hopefully, you know, um, there's always, uh, not always like a negative intention, but it's self-centeredness and you are not about that. You're, you literally just want to do this for other people. And that is your intention. And that is beautiful. And I always like, like we talked about, I don't like the black and white, like you're either this or you're that, or you like live this way or you're not one of us. I, I don't like that. And I'm absolutely not saying anything bad about like 12 step programs. Like Brooke said, they've given me such a great like structure and like context absolutely. to understand things. I just, yes. for me, needed a, need a community and like want to help create a community and, and help other men, women, you know, whoever who, you know, feel like they, they don't quite fit in, in, uh, in those kinds of programs or, and the other thing was, yes, I had gone through, you know, cycles of addiction, you know, many, many times. But my mom always said to me, she held this space for me and she said, you're not an addict. Like, and being, we're, we were Buddhists growing up and I went through the Buddhist 12 steps. And the first step in Buddhism wow. is we admit our life condition of hunger and take full responsibility for changing it. And that shift in perception wow. from, me being this addict, which has all these like negative connotations to me having this like inner, you know, world that was, um, kind of influencing me and my decisions that was there, but it was also my full responsibility to change it. It wasn't a kind of surrender situation. However, I do think surrender and letting go and all that's like very important, but the, the context, like the, the intention behind it, like you say all the time, it's a little bit different. And I wasn't able to reconcile that first step with AA's 12 steps or first step because the, the difference is where the power is. 
And wow. yes, we have free will. And yes, like anything's possible. That And so my mom telling me, like, I wasn't an addict. I will say that for some time, I feel like I, you know, took full advantage of that and would continue to use. Um, Who wouldn't? Right. Uh, but, you know, that, right. You know, that was my path. But I always had this, you know, underlying um, understanding that what I was doing, like, that wasn't me. Like it was a, a part of me, like a lower world, like cause in Buddhism, there's 10 worlds, you know, inside each of us, like they say hell and heaven, you know, they're not some faraway place. They're on earth, but they're within us. And our free will allows us to kind of choose which world we're going to be living in. Wow. And I was choosing to live in that world, but I could also choose not to. And that change in mentality has led me to like, you know, Brooke and I both do like to be able to use other things. And I absolutely, you know, don't shoot dope anymore. And nobody's like telling you to do that. I'm talking about like a drink at night or smoking weed or some psychedelics. I've been able to do that. And now I don't feel like a bad person or that like my whole life is going to fall apart or, you know, God's going to come down and like strike me down or whatever, because I did those, because I did that. And I'm able to like not think about myself as an addict who does these things because if that's how I think, then I'm going to let one lead to another, lead to another, lead to another. And that's not happened to me in like years. At least that's that's what we always talk about. And I think that is always like what our bottom line is of our conversations. And basically it's just, you know, we, we have put ourselves in a box for so fucking long. Right. Just a box of I'm an addict. I right. have mental health. My parents right. never right. made money, so I can't make money. Right. You know, I never my parents didn't go to school, so I'm not smart enough. Or right. you know, like my parents were addicts or you know, just I don't know. Whatever Whatever it is, yeah. Is like you put yourself in there and you will stay in that box forever. And I right. swear, I swear, I know getting out of the box is uncomfortable. You feel naked. It's kind of gross, kind of weird, a lot of anxiety. You feel pretty awkward. Yeah. After some work, some effort, right, of taking yourself out of the box, whatever that is, right? Right. Not identifying as an addict anymore. Or right. not identifying as, you know, oh, I, you know, making excuses for, not excuses, but just being like, oh, yeah. I have ADHD, right. I, I can't do that. It's like right. We can. Right. Yes, we can. We are right. capable of doing whatever the fuck we want. Not, you know, and then yeah. we all have mental illnesses. We all have, or we all have something that we don't we like. We had trauma. Yeah. Psychological. We all have something. Yeah. 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 And everybody is on a journey and we all, you know, intertwine with each other. Yes. And like I think me and you our goal is to like make a group, a community yes. where we don't live yes. in that box anymore. Right. And there's right. any there's many possibilities. Life right. is it's just endless possibilities. Why it can't is. it? Right. And I feel like, you know, other people might like draw these boxes around you and like put you there, but it's up to us to to break them down or to get out of them because we're you, old enough or wise enough whatever it is to know like that doesn't have to be the way and I think all you need ever is like at least one other person to let you know like you're in this box and like what the way out is to let you know like that there's a possibility and I think once you can just start imagining 
another reality, another possibility, you've already started. Absolutely. You've already like began like, you know, breaking down that illusion and Without you, I don't know that this podcast would be here. <laughs> I mean, I, I probably would have gotten it done, but I, I was, like, so fucking scared. You have no idea. Like, you do have an idea. I mean, it was just, like, I'm t- fucking terrified. I felt paralyzed to to be myself, and I was always so scared at work and just around any of those people to say something that might, you know, give me away, and they're, they're you know, they, they have their own boxes, and I... I feel a lot of times that I didn't fit there. And so I wasn't able to speak my truth there. I was getting sick all the time. I had mono. I was having all these like throat issues. And I started studying like, you know, the throat chakra and all of this stuff with energy codes. And I realized, you know, I wasn't speaking my truth. I was so fucking scared to, to be found out. And I realized like, what is that fear that someone would find out I use drugs? Like why, what, why is that bad? And I had to start like looking at those like beliefs because then I'm, you know, picking up other people's beliefs and boxes and like making addict be bad and like drugs bad and all these things bad. But in reality, all of those bad things, all of those like fucking horrifying experiences is what led me to here because I had to go through that. The suffering is what like cultivates the diamonds. And I think we all choose our own you know, challenges and struggles in this life. Like you said, we sign up, we sign that contract. Yes. This is what we're here to do. This is what we're here to learn. And if your life is cushy and easy and your parents have a ton of money and, you know, everything's given to you, those people are miserable too, but they don't really know how to get out because they think they've, they've got everything. Why shouldn't they be happy? I should just be happy. That's a lesson in itself. Right. speaking some fucking beautiful truth i mean where i i really i really hope to like the people that are listening that this is like the start to something really beautiful because we could all create a very unified community where we can be open we can support each other i mean this little support that i gave amanda gave her the confidence to do something that she could have done with or without me but when you have yeah, but boxes yeah. that your yeah. parents and society have laid over top of you, I mean, you don't even know what's true. How no, you, you don't. Because to... you have no one to, like, check you or yeah. to, like, let you know if that's crazy you. or not. Yeah, right. Validation. Right. It's right. so important to have the right support to make sure that you have the right people in, in your corner, man. Seriously. I'm so grateful that I met you and I manifested you. I remember yes. we talked about that earlier. Like, I, I did too. I did the same thing with the girlfriends. You have no, like, <gasps> seriously. No, I did. I was going through this life book thing and you have like 12 different areas of your life that you focus on. And one of them is like social. And I had like no fucking friends. I mean, I have my friends from high school, but it's like a totally it, different yeah. vibe. Yeah, yeah. Like they're having babies and, you know, they Husbands. just haven't husbands they haven't gone through the things that we have and it doesn't mean that i can't you know relate to them on some level but it's like so different oh it's so powerful yes to have a friend who have seen you there and seen you here and just and sees you for you and like brooke said in that first conversation 
or not our first, but when I was leaving treatment and you came and you said you dropped that like facade of like trying to keep me there and just had like a real conversation and we were able to just like be ourselves and just say what was up. And I said, I remember telling you now, I'm thinking about it. I said, yeah, I want to leave. I want to go get high. Cause you told me, you said, are you just trying to go get high or you just, you think you're like not going to? And I said, you know, finally we both like cut the bullshit and I said, no, I'm going to go get high. And you said, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I knew like you wouldn't judge me for it. Like that I could say that to you. And then by saying it to you, I realized how fucking stupid it sounds. Like I, I was, even though I didn't, even though I still left, just being able to say that out loud and be honest was like so powerful because you can, when you realize, you know, your motivations behind things, you know, why you do things, then you can do something about it. If you're just like going through life, like just doing shit and reacting, I felt for so long, I didn't have any real control over my life. Like things just like happened to me and I just like did shit. And my mom be like, why did you do that? And I honestly like, didn't know. Yeah. Like, well, it felt good. I mean, that was my only answer. (laughs) That's all I could say. I mean, mean, literally it's, it's, you're on this, like, it's so weird because I, I really see me and you on this, like, it's like we were on autopilot and, yes. and we were just like, just trying to like, and we were just digging our hole deeper and deeper. Yeah. And I think we were getting like really sick yeah. only because where we were not speaking our truths. We right. Were, like you said, we right. were not being the authentic people that we were meant to be. Right. And then we got put th- through these experiences, right? To be like, whoa, 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 back on track. Hey, right. Hey, hey, right. You know, and right. like now that we're like on track or we're getting there, like things are feeling good. We're fearful, and then we're getting connected. Right, we're manifesting the right people. You yeah. come into my life. I feel supported. You feel supported, and then we're you know we're bouncing ideas off each other. And you know, like I know you motivate me. I mean, I see you doing all this stuff, and I'm like, hell yeah! Like if Amanda. Because I know that me and you have been through a lot of the yeah. same things. Yeah, hell yeah, exactly. And we handle things a That's lot the of the same way. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, if Amanda can do it, I can fucking do it. And you have yeah. you've inspired me. And I think that's so important to have a community, to have a safe place, to have the right people in your corner. That's like, dude, you want to fucking quit hard for law school because your parents said that's what you need to be and you fucking hate it? Let's do right. it. Right. Let's, I'll rock with you. What do you want to do? Who do right. you want to be? Right. Like, just let, let me know just, what like, you're doing and I'm with you. Like, <laughs> like fantasize about it. Dreaming yes. is planning. And people yes. always used to fucking make fun of me for that. Like, oh, whatever, Brooke. You know, I'm like, no, no, no. Right. Because if you really think about it, if you think about the stages of change, there's the pre-contemplation. There's the right. contemplation. There's right. the, okay, I'm going right. to do it. Then right. there's the action, right? right? And then you actually do it. Right. And it, it, I mean, it, it's so important to have people like me and you in the corner that's like, okay, like, that's probably not a good idea. Yeah. Or, hey, <laughs> but like, if you want to do it, right. I still support you. Right, right, you right. Know? It's so cool. I'm just letting you know, like, I don't think you're going to be happy with that. Yeah, like, uh, no judgment. Like, for right. me, I never feel scared to be like, hey, so 
Like, I never felt scared to be like, hey, so, like, I, um, you may, may not be doing this, but I've been microdosing mushrooms, and I just want to share my experience about it and how right. it's really helped me. And you're like, oh, right. actually, I've been doing the same thing. Right. And you then know? when you open like, up oh! to someone, and they, like, hear you, and they don't react like you think they're going to, it's, like, the most amazing thing. Because you're like, oh, I'm not alone. It gives you that, like, recognition that, that you're not alone, and, like, your people are out there. Like they're, they're out there. You just have to like open up. Like you said, like you said it to me, you actually had to like voice it and like just accept whatever my reaction would be. And it turned out to be like a, a positive, but we never know unless we're able to say it or, you know, to communicate that with someone else. And those things, like they say, secrets keep you sick. Like, you know, we Woo! always think like the things that we do are don't do are like so bad and if they stay in your own head they become like fucking monsters and like it whatever it is like it, it and i think when you when you give it a voice like it takes its power away you know oh, are you serious i mean seriously you have given okay i'm telling you and people that are listening like it's like Spiritual awakening is really great, and you'll find yourself um, becoming a loner because what happens is, is all these negative people are are leaving your life because yep. you are growing, right. you are evolving, right? And you feel really lonely, and it's a really weird place. But right. then you keep working on yourself. The yeah. right people come, and you'll know. You'll just right. know. It'll feel right. 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 And you know what? Like I like. Me and you, I had broken up with my boyfriend and I was having a really hard time with that. And Amanda sat with me and she listened to me, you know, cry and talk and talk and talk and talk about it and support me in whatever decision that I wanted to make. But she did give me a real woman advice. She was look, I don't care what you do, but this is what I'm telling you what's going on. Because when you're in it, it's very different. And it's, it's so different. Yeah, you're in your head. It's so it different. becomes so delusional. It gets yeah. crazy. The anxiety, the fear. I yeah. mean, the ego. It just, ugh, it takes over the yeah. little innocent inner child that yes. wants to be free just and beautiful. Be yeah. And I'm love. sitting here, like, you know, oh, you know, oh my God, like, I, this is sad. I'm on Thanksgiving by myself and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, me and you talking, I'm like, no. I'm, I'm telling everyone, like, hey, going to go to this Thanksgiving thing. I'm actually going to sit home and feel my feelings. And they're like, what? Like, no, no, no. You need to like move on. It's okay. You broke up with your boyfriend, but you need to, you know, be happy. Right. It's Thanksgiving. I'm like, no, yeah. no, no. See, that's society. That's what, you know, they tell us that we need to do. Yeah. And right. actually what I'm going to do is, um, I got support from my friend Amanda and what it is I need to do is feel my fucking feelings and allow myself to cry and get it out. Yes. And love myself. And if I didn't have you to support me, I would have forced myself to go to a right. thing that I didn't want to be. I probably would have cried. I probably would have fucking been really insecure and just yeah. had a lot of negative thoughts because you can't force yourself to do something. I mean, you can, but you get miserable, man, real quick. And, and you know, like, on the other side, like, I'm sorry. No, going. go ahead. Like, you want to feel these feelings because you're listening to that voice. And you know that on the other side of that is, like, greater joy and peace and happiness. Like, if you actually feel them and allow yourself to go through that, then they'll pass. 
But if you push them down and just say yes, you know, to whatever other people are telling you to say yes to, like, there's always going to be these things that you, you think, you know, that people want you to do that you just feel like aren't right. And without someone to support you, like whatever it is, we just find ourselves like doing them to make other people happy. It's not making us happy. And, and we know that we have to like feel these things. It's not like you're saying, I'm going to go wallow in self-pity for three months. Like, no, no, this is normal. You like, it's normal to, to feel that. And just because other people don't think it's normal to not want to go to a Thanksgiving with some fucking strangers. Like I get their, I get their sentiment, but nobody yes. else knows what's right for you except for you. And I yes. feel like for me, like if I didn't have someone else to like bounce these things off of and let me know like hey you're not crazy like hey you can do this then it wouldn't be possible it just wouldn't I, yeah. I couldn't do it I like was crippled like by fear like we were talking about with the podcast and just like so many other things and it's just so fucking important to have like for women like girlfriends like I can't speak for men but I I just needed one so badly when you came into my life like that's I, I like needed this I needed you Oh, well, I'm just... I want to speak for like, I, I seriously, you know, I'm sick of the bullshit. I'm yeah. so sick of everybody being like, you know, oh, you know, you're being dramatic or, oh, just move on or, oh, let's just go have a drink. It'll be okay. Or, oh, you know, fuck right. him. You know, who cares? Right. Or, you know, just get over it. Move like, on. Like, it's not helpful. No, 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 no. And so now everybody is basically like, a fucking narcissist running around because nobody was taught how to deal with their emotions and that they're yeah. okay. Yeah. So when they happen, I mean, I mean, and, or not dealing with them, like you said, your throat, you were getting mono, like all these I things was, happening. I was like crazy. I was your like, body. I'm healthy. Yeah. 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 It's like, hey, uh-uh, this is not, uh-uh, no. Listen to your body. The more you listen, and I, I take this from you, Amanda, it's getting quiet, yeah. getting quiet. For me, like, I I can hear my intuition now. Like, she right. speaks to me very clearly. I can right. hear her. Right. I can hear other spirit guides now. I mean, really opening my heart, my body, getting open with another woman, getting open in general to spirituality or whatever that is for you has given yeah. me the strength to not only like love myself but love others right yeah, that's really right especially when you know I i'm know. a i'm a house manager you work yeah. with doctors and yeah. you know narcissists and yeah those people make fun of addicts they're like yo like all the time doing it just yeah stop. all the time it's freaking wild sorry keep going no that's it i mean it's just like it's i'm fucking sick of it and i really want a place where like people can come and we can be like yo like i got this rage inside of me oh like like rage is okay it's okay to have rage inside of you i love those places where you can go break shit i think i should go do that oh yeah like, scream get it out right get right silent, dance i mean do art let yourself Ugh. 
be sounds what, amazing. Yeah, like amazing. Out. I'm so sick of everybody dress nice, you know, look proper, smile. How don't fucking ask me how I'm doing unless right. you really want right. to know. Right, because I'm gonna uh, let you know. Ooh, and this thing that we always we always ask people, how are you doing? And I like I hate to say it, and I also hate to ask people like when I first meet them, like, so what do you do? Like it, uh uh-uh. you know, because it's no. like it puts them in the, like a box. You're creating a box already and you're going to judge them based on like what box that they fit in. And it's, I get so, I started telling people like I'm doing in this podcast, like I'll tell them like, but I still want people to know that I work at a doctor's office and tell them that because it's like, I need them to know that I'm like worth, that I'm, I'm worthwhile, that I'm enough, you know, like, yes, I'm doing this podcast, but like, my job like sounds like it cool it sounds cool to me because like I never it's not like I never thought I could do it but I still want people to know and I just don't think what you do is awesome Amanda you <sighs> plan parties for fucking rich ass doctors like you got a dope ass job you're doing marketing you're, it's something that you're really talented at like and I for mean, that, I'm I'm grateful. It's given me the ability to see that stuff like in myself, and that I I can do it. And it's given me the confidence, I guess, in the structure to start this this podcast and just supernatural success in general. Because I I always had this kind of stuff inside me, but I, I never really felt like I had a a way to voice it. So like this job has definitely given me that. But I. I just hate when people ask, like, yeah, how are you? Like, what do you do? It's just, like, so fake. Like, oh, God. <sighs> I mean, I won't even go into it, but it, it's 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 literally the one thing that pisses me the fuck off. And I've even told people, like, hey, um, please don't ask me that again unless you really would like to know. Because I don't, I don't like looking at you and tell, telling you that I'm fine. Well, right. I'm fine. Right. And I and don't the different judge for that. Right. No. Right. That it's like okay, like not to be okay because we live in this culture where we like value happiness and you know this, you know, just being positive and et cetera. And that for like for some reason, you know, not feeling good is bad. But you can't feel good without feeling bad and when I ask someone how they're doing like I genuinely want to know like how often do people really tell me never Uh, like never I don't I mean not in you know professional settings but I just wish there was like another way to uh, get to know people without those like I notice now too when you're like hey how are you and they're like how are you and you just walk like there is you don't even answer good or fine anymore like it's just like this like robot thing that you just say or else you're a bad person right and I'm like yo like exactly what she just said like we need to create like a place like I think we should just like create a group where we can like have an online chat or like like, meetups and stuff and like figure out like how we can like you know create a safe space you know um spread awareness you know like right and let people know like you said that emotions are not bad they're not the enemy they're trying to tell you something and if you can just feel them if you not be necessarily the whole story behind the emotion and and break it all down for years but like feel the feeling like of that then it'll pass because it's it's there to try to let you know something Think about it. Think about it. You wake up. Okay. So as the normal people today, everybody in in 2021 from, I think, 2000, 
everybody wakes up, they put on their their work outfit, they go yeah. to work, right? right? They go to work all day, they come home, they take care of the kids or the family, or if you don't have kids, the dog, the house, you're always doing something or a always. second job. Yeah. Then you got a relationship. Then you right. got these fucking friends that you don't even like, but you right. don't have any other friends, so you just right. hang out with them just to fucking have something to do. Might you're going, as well. You're going, you're going, you're going, you're going, and you never stop. You never stop. You never. Right. My my first sponsor used to always tell me, Brooke, you're on autopilot. Right. Like, it present. Just stand there for a little bit and, like, just acknowledge what's going on. Right. Like, hear your thoughts. What are you right. feeling inside? I'm like, what the fuck? You know? That's, like, so, yeah. yeah I, like, what am I feeling inside? Um, I'm feeling annoyed. Right. Me how I'm fucking feeling. You know? Right. Like, right. Now I'm like, okay. It, you're right. It's telling me something. Like, we need to listen. We need to listen. I just, I, yeah, I relate to that so much. Because I, I, for so long, I, I just didn't know why I did things or what I was feeling. People said, my mom would always tell me to, like, you know, be present, be intentional. Because I would, like, just run into shit all the time. Like, I just was, like, covered in bruises and just all sorts of stuff. <laughs> because I just couldn't, like, I couldn't get anywhere fast enough. But like, I know! rushing to go nowhere yeah i mean it was like and it just the concept of like i i believe that we like created our own reality like in some like you know intellectual you know way but like the feeling like that that was true for me was so like i I couldn't comprehend it (laughs) it just was like i i don't i didn't get it but i knew that the things i was doing like were not you know getting me what i wanted so you know ultimately i had to begin to grasp and grapple away a new way but it wasn't um what you know, can i ask all, you something yeah yeah so what was it like because i know with my parents my parents are not spiritual at all um, right and my dad was really baptist and he shoved jesus down my throat anytime yeah. i got a lecture which was a lot it was about jesus and right the quote of the bible my mom right. she grew up catholic so religion was like ugh, to her yeah, so I didn't really grow up with religion, so I studied a lot and I tried a lot of different things. But I know that your mom, you know, she is a woman that's kind of saw you in addiction and then it made her want to. I, or was she doing that prior? I mean, I think yeah. it's so cool that you live with yeah. somebody that has all this knowledge. Like a, yeah, wealth of information. Yeah, my dad had a similar story. He was raised Catholic and grew up in like with it shoved down his throat so he like hated it um, yeah this is your way you can't force right. somebody to do something <laughs> right and i'm sure your dad preaching jesus is really helpful fucking hate it right well it, it just like misses the whole point like jesus was you know a saint he was enlightened he had like cosmic consciousness like all of these things are true but when you like force someone to be right at the expense of someone else being wrong it it just it never sat well with I always believed in reincarnation. I like even as a kid, because I felt like karma was the only way to explain like why, you know, some kids were born like starving in Ethiopia and both parents have AIDS. And then I was born, you know, with everything that I had. I didn't feel like God was sitting up in heaven saying, okay, you hear, you hear, you hear, like, let's all fucking see how this works. And then you die and that's it. Right. It never made sense to me. And so it, it did, I guess, like, it opened the space for me to, you know, question and, and learn and pick things from various, like, beliefs. And, like, when I was in 
seventh grade, I had told my mom that I wanted to go to Europe and, you know, my mom's single mom working really hard and she's like, oh, okay, honey, you know, that's nice. Like, why don't you chant for it? Cause we chanted at the time. Oh, wow. And so I, you know, as in seventh grade, you know, I just had like blind faith. I said, okay. And so I did. And we ended up going out to dinner just a few nights later. I don't remember exactly how long, but, um, it was her friends. And then one of their friends brought another friend, this woman, and she, ran like this business or company called worldview academy that took kids to europe like to travel and she had a trip going on that had it was going to france italy switzerland and germany for five weeks it was like 12 kids and there was a girl who was supposed to go and her dad had lost his what to send her and everything was like non-refundable but i think there was like 500 dollars. my mom ended up having my mom paid 500 bucks for me to go and I was able to go to like all of these countries as a seventh grader with like, you know, a group of other kids and, and just be a kid. And that was the first time that I remember experiencing like that I did that. I was like, Oh my God, like there's something else here. Like with my intention, with my like prayer, my faith, whatever it is, that I, I can, you can create these things that are amazing. And, and so that was like a great, you know, kind of intro, like, Hey, like this is possible. And I, I I had a couple other experiences like that, you know, as I grew up, but I didn't, I didn't ever grasp it entirely like for myself. And I still don't, I mean, it's still some like a process, but you know, it, that even was cool. with your mom, sorry to interrupt you, but no, even good. with your mom, I mean, I think we all just have to go through it. Just like you said, I mean, yeah, I'm hearing you and like, I, I, your mom has so much knowledge from what we've talked about. It seems like yeah. she's done a lot of certifications, a lot of studies and stuff, yeah. just like you have, but you had to go and do it yourself. And I think that you even have a better outlook and enlightenment about it. And you were able to kind of, you know, take take what you want and leave the rest. Yeah. Right. But I still think no matter where you go or whatever you come from, I think you just got to have to have it on yeah. your own. And unfortunately, right. some people aren't able to grasp that. They're not right. able to. Or, you know, even like it, you grow up in such a toxic environment. Yeah, where it's almost so shame to think any right. other, you know, like um, I think of um, women that live in India, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my God, and then it just kind of like how they're treated, and when they come to America, and how they still dress the same, and I just, I, I don't understand that, you know, what I'm saying, but there's a lot do you mean of- india or like iran and where they have to wear the the face yeah iran just, iran I yeah, apologize, yeah 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 but yeah. wherever they have to kind of wear the rats right, right 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 and i think it's hinduism or is it no right? it's islam islam islamic okay and, and obviously we're not saying all of islam just that this is something new and different for- yeah no, no no i'm just right. i'm definitely speaking on just like well I still could talk to you for like hours about So could I. So could I. I just could go forever, but I think we'll end it there for today. I just am like so fucking honored to have you come on my podcast as like my first guest and for like it's just really possible because of you. I mean, 
like no bullshit no none of that i like could not have I wanted it so bad and I could kind of see myself in it, but I, I wasn't able to like take that action and like make it a reality. And so I feel like, you know, ask for help. You ask the universe for a, a friend, you, you know, you have your intention and then one is given to you and you, you know, you, you never know where the help is going to come from. You never know where like the hand of like the divine or, you know, love unconditional love is going to come from and it's be just, open. it's so fucking powerful yes be open like ask for the help ask for what you want and and it's it's given like every single time and i think often it's given in the form of a friend or just another person and it absolutely was for me um that was the case that it was given through you that universe loved me enough to give you give me you in my life and I'm like eternally grateful. I just I can't even tell you. Thank you, Amanda. That's really sweet. I'm grateful for you too. And I'm I'm really honored to be on your podcast and, you know, keep it going because it's fucking great. And you know, the more you keep posting and the more you put it out there, the more people are gonna see it. And if you would like me to put it out there, I will. Yeah, we could build something. And just to everybody that, you know, is listening, thank you for listening. And, you know, last thing I'll say is be, receive, give thanks. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I absolutely see you having this space, us having this space. I know you have so many gifts to offer this world. And I agree with you. You're just getting started. That it's, it's only it's only up from here. Yes, bitch, let's do this. Women empowerment. Okay. Okay. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. All right. Bye. Bye.